So let's dive right in, starting with Cooper Cup. Now the video was pretty concerning for a high ankle sprain. He of course could not put any weight on it right after. We're probably looking at a multi-week absence. These tend to be three to six weeks depending on severity. MRI will likely come Monday and then we'll know a little bit more. And then we have Leonard Fournette dealing with a hip pointer. These are painful injuries, but structurally stable. So with the bye coming week 11, Fournette has a good chance to rest up and play week 12. Then Josh Allen, thankfully no new injury to report. He did have excellent numbers in week 11, but I still wouldn't call him 100% for another one to two weeks. As long as he doesn't take a bad hit to the area that sort of torques his elbow, I would expect him to keep improving steadily. This whole issue should be behind him about four weeks from now. Then Jerry Judy. Now the video looked like a possible high ankle sprain. It was hard to tell, but MRI will help to show us the severity. Again, we're usually looking at three to six weeks, at the very least multi-week absence. Then Juju Smith-Schuster left the game with a concussion. He does have a chance to come back for week 11, but the most common outcome here, especially in the post-Tua era, is a one-week absence and then returned to the game. Now, wide receivers coming off a of concussion do not really see any performance hits, so that's the good news for Smith-Schuster when he does come back. On Zach Ertz, now we can't say for sure from his video, but the mechanism was concerning for, at worst case, an ACL tear, and at best case, an MCL sprain. Now his face on the way to the locker room did not look promising. In the best case scenario, an MCL sprain would probably keep him out at least two weeks. In the worst case, of course, an ACL would be a season ender. So more to come on the story with Zach Ertz. And then we have Cole Komet. Now he's been looking really good, but he had an injury to his thigh, it looked like a contusion. Most of these wouldn't cause any missed games, so Komet will likely be returning to the practice field this week. Then we have Kyler Murray. Now he was ruled out as a game time decision this week with a hamstring, very likely to play next week. It's not surprising to see a losing team with a young franchise QB play it conservatively and not put him in harm's way. But again, Kyler Murray would likely be playing next week. Then we have Matt Stafford. He is in concussion protocol, didn't clear in time for week 10, but should by week 11. Quarterbacks, when they come off of concussions, don't tend to see any sort of performance hit. So looking for a full strength Matt Stafford next week. And then we have Mark Andrews, of course, on the bye this week. But his week eight video suggested an AC joint sprain of his shoulder. The fact that it kept him from returning suggests at least moderate severity. Now he missed week nine. I would lean towards him returning now after his week 10 bye. On David and Joku, high ankle sprains for tight ends tend to average four to five weeks, and Joku's only at three, so he's most likely to return week 11 or 12. Performance dips for tight ends usually last six weeks though, so we wouldn't be looking to start him in his first week back regardless. And then Zeke Elliott. Zeke has now had three weeks to recover from an injury that tends to average three to four for running backs. He also tends to be aggressive in his return timelines, so we'd expect him to play week 11. However, it would be a little atypical to see him all the way full strength before week 12, so we'd anticipate some short-term workload limitations if active this coming week. And then Darren Waller. Unfortunately, not great news. Reaggravated hamstring strains average four to six weeks for tight ends and wide receivers. Players like Waller, who are in their 30s, tend to have high re-injury rates for the remainder of the year. 
He's not really a player I'm interested in targeting. Look at Keenan Allen's season as a cautionary tale for this case. Then Mike Williams. Williams has an outside shot to return week 11, but severe high ankles for wide receivers trend closer to five to six weeks. He's currently at only three. The more likely return date is week 12 or 13, but with a performance dip that usually would last through week 13. Then we have Keenan Allen. Now, Allen reaggravated his hamstring during the week eight bye. These tend to average four to six weeks, so it would be surprising to see him on the field before week 12 at earliest. These injuries for older players do tend to linger, so we'd be avoiding Keenan Allen for the rest of the season, pretty much in all formats regardless. And then DeAndre Swift. Now he looks like he's continuing to slowly ramp up. This usually takes a minimum of four games. He's at three. So I still feel good about starting Jamal Williams and avoiding DeAndre Swift for at least one more game. And then Chase Young. Now don't expect Young to rush his return. He's now one full year removed from ACL surgery. So he's very likely cleared for pretty much all activities, but he's on a losing team. And as a budding Young star, there's really minimal incentive for Young to ramp up too quickly. Expect his return to the field around week 12. And then Cardinal star Buddha Baker. Now Baker's dealing with a mild high ankle sprain. These still tend to take two to three weeks for DBs to return. He did return to the practice field this week briefly, so we're expecting his return to the field most likely week 11.